Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the second episode of The Polygon Show, live from E3 with your four completely catatonic hosts trying to cling to wakefulness. I'm Simone de Rochefort. I'm a video producer at Polygon.com when I'm not sleeping. I'm joined tonight by my wonderful co-hosts, Ashley O. Tell me what you're drinking. Oh, God. Uh... I'm drinking Tito vodka with uh, lime la croix, despite what we We, uh, talked about and shot on last week. Um, I have to say that both of these choices were a last resort. There is nothing left in the house. Now, this pisses me off. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I always pronounce it la croix, even though I know you're supposed to pronounce it la croix. croix. And then Arthur Arthur Geese was like, so do you say croissant? Instead of croissant, and I was like, "No, God damn it, I don't. I'm not that asshole, but I'm that asshole for Lacroix." Yeah, anyway, but, yeah, because Lacroix is too. It sounds I know dumb. that's what the manufacturers say that they were like. It's actually called Lacroix because it's made in the Midwest, and they they're just like that's how you say it. I still refuse. Yeah, yeah. Allegra Frank, tell me what you're drinking. I'm drinking some really, really cheap white wine. Like, I think this is the cheapest brand of white wine available, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I am a girl of poor taste, so you could spend $5 on wine. Then how do you know the difference? (laughs) I don't know the difference. I just have bought this wine before, and I know that it's exceedingly cheap. That's damning. Chelsea Stark. What are you drinking? I'm I'm drinking some water because I'm trying to stay hydrated, stay thirsty, stay fresh. Yeah. You are the best among us. No, I, I gotta tell you. In this house. So I gotta. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'm here for the Polygon show. It is right now Wednesday of E3 week. We have been going hard since Saturday of before E3 week because that's when E3 starts, apparently. Um, and it, it's been a it's been a pretty good show, I would say so far. At least for me, it's been a pretty good show. We're gonna talk a bit about that, and we're gonna start off, I guess, with some of our favorite announcements from this year's E3. And I am completely blanking out which means i'm gonna call on someone else to step up and tell me chelsea what was your favorite announcement okay i think it wasn't a surprise but i'm really really excited for wolfenstein 2 okay that's a winner yeah yeah that trailer came out and like like mishmash all this crazy shit and you're like what is going on we thought bj was dead like we thought bj was dead yeah bj's Sorry been if over we spoiled for a long it for time. you i'm <laughs> sorry No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, well, that trailer that they released at Bethesda's um, long movie that they had, they're they're showing of their premiere movie. Their funhouse movie. 10 trailers that I'm showing to you in a theater. 10 trailers I hate about you. 10 trailers I hate about (laughs) you. That trailer was so goddamn good. Uh, I did a super cut of their show, you know, just like putting uh, their new announcements to music. We're basically making a music video. And I was like, every single shot in this trailer, I just want to include because it's just like pounding gunfire and awesome fighting and like these really intense scenes like where uh, it is BJ who's like confronting the uh, Nazi in the diner, right? Yeah. He orders a milkshake. Yeah. Um, really intense interesting stuff and it's always very unsettling of course to see 
Nazis in full Nazi regalia in the U.S. because we're used to Nazis, you know, not wearing Nazi regalia in the U.S. We're used to them just looking like the main characters of Far Cry Five. Um, so I really enjoyed that uh, that trailer, and yeah. I want more of that in a in a game. It was interesting actually how that trailer basically did what the Call of Duty multiplayer trailer did, like lots of fun, fancy gunfire, but it was so much better and i can't quite put my finger on why the marketing the call of duty trailer made me very tired the marketing of wolfenstein is just amazingly good and i think the wolfenstein the new order was a game a lot of people didn't maybe like they kind of slept on them originally and it is an incredible game with an incredible story and characters and also really cool gunfire and like really (laughs) amazing scare like one of the scariest main bosses ever like totally fucking terrifying so like i just want to see more of that world and spend more time with those characters and just like see what else they like have in store because it it just looks so cool and it wasn't a surprise i knew it was probably coming but i'm excited and it's coming out this year so that's even cooler i forgot about that yeah i I want that um another cool thing about uh the trailer was you knew we're talking about the nazi in the diner like that very tense scene where uh, he's like drinking that milkshake. You look Aryan. Yes. That was very. <laughs> I'm um, making a grimace right now. That was super inglorious bastards. Oh. Like I got the same feeling, you know, with Christoph Waltz with his fucking cream and his apfelstrudel. Oh, you are so right. That's that like totally the same thing. And it was behind. like very gentle but extremely threatening and you're like oh god he's on to me but i love that they kind of co-opted that thing yeah yeah use more of that (laughs) please allegra what was your favorite announcement from e3 i'm gonna do a really really hard left turn Mm. uh from wolfenstein Uh, i'm gonna also cheat and do two so i'm a (gasps) nintendo freak yes Um, that's what we call you yeah so (laughs) That is what I That's what's on your calls. Tinder profile. Oh, yes. Actually, yes. Um, so uh, my my favorite announcements are twofold. So the Nintendo Direct was really short, which I, I appreciate brevity. Um, and they briefly had a like a Pokemon segment in the Nintendo Direct, which was kind of a cop out because they're, the literal announcements were like, here's a game we announced last week. So this isn't news. It's Pokemon Tournament, a game that you can already buy on Wii U. But also, by the way, just like a quick side note, guys, we're making a Pokemon RPG for the Switch. And for me, I was like, oh, my God. So basically, that was literally my response because I love Pokemon so much. I love the Switch. And there have been rumors that there was a Pokemon, like a main line Pokemon was the, RPG. This is the Pokemon Stars rumor, basically? Essentially. They didn't say okay. anything about it other than the fact that it's in the works. So Why would they do that to you? Right? Literally, after I made those horrible noises, I will not ever repeat. I'm so sorry, world. Um, I was like, wait, crap. I don't know anything about that. I don't know when it's coming. I don't know any of the info. Like, whatever. It's just like almost to make fans say, okay, chill yeah. out. Like, we're doing it. Just yeah. Sh- it literally was like, okay, everyone, stop freaking tweeting at us about Pokemon on Switch. We're making it. Shut up. <laughs> so that was like, that was so kind of, weird that Reggie Fizeme yeah. got up there and said, hey, everyone, shut up. It Wait, was really crazy. Allegra, yeah. in our first episode, Chelsea literally told you to chill out after you were ranting about I did how not there was heed no, that advice. No, yeah. no. You were like, why chill. isn't there a Pokemon thing for the Switch? Why the hell? 
And then she was like, Allegra, the switch has been out for only a couple Maybe months. Maybe Chelsea had some inside information. And she's like, chill out. You'll know. You'll know real soon. Okay, so that was cool. But then my real like actual announcement of a game that is actually in existence that I know the name of and stuff <laughs> is Shadow of the Colossus remake for Woo. PS4. So obviously Shadow of the Colossus, like it's available on PS4. They remastered it for PS3. I have mm-hmm. it on PS2. It's been released three times now. So theoretically, I don't need to buy it a fourth time for PS4. Do you have a problem? I do have a problem. Yes, I have many problems. She we got a colossal problem. Oh! God. Um, but it just <laughs> looks so beautiful. I was, I was like tearing up just seeing it. That was one of the, I got really, really excited about that. And then Tara was like, you know, it was out on, it came out on PS3, right? And I was like, shut up. I, I forgot. And I, I have one and I'm still really excited for it to come out for like the fourth time, I guess. Yeah, literally like yeah. it's all out on PS4 right now. But this looks so much better. It's a remake and it looks yeah. so yeah. good. When I get home to my PS4, which I am legally married to, ugh, so many things I'm what, gonna do. What's your PS4's name if you're re- legally married? Um, to it? <laughs> it's Lewis. kind of problematic that you don't know. Simone. <laughs> I, I, I I call my PS4 by a lot of cute pet names. Uh, k- kitten, 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 De Rochefort. That's weird. I have a friend named Kitten. That's fucked up. I'm sorry, Kitten. I was just thinking about Ernest Hemingway uh, and how that was a pet name for him. Ashley, tell me about your p- favorite announcements from E3. Well, to be honest, um, they both took my choices. Shit. So, do you need a break? Do you need me to, to swoop in and give you yeah. some time to think? No, I mean, no. Aside from those two, though, I mean, it was already leaked heavily. But Assassin's Creed Origins was also a huge point of excitement for mm-hmm. me since we finally got like an extended like cinematic trailer. Wait, can we go back up a second? Allegra had we were all all supposed to do one, and Allegra did two, and she took your yeah she took my Shadow of the Colossus. She took it from you. One? I said wow. you both took mine. So yes, you both <laughs> took mine. Wow. Fuck. Okay. I I'm think... sorry. I did not listen to a single word you said. Clearly. Story of my life. None of my fucking coworkers listen to anything I say. Womp Co-hosts. Co-hosts. <laughs> Co-hosts. Okay. So, but you are really excited for Assassin's Creed Origins. Yes, I am. Which we're actually going to talk about a bit yeah, later because you and I both played it. We did. <laughs> Uh, so for me, one of the most exciting announcements didn't happen during a press conference. It happened during Sony's pre-show, and it was that Undertale is coming to the oh, PS4. Simone, are you an Undertale fan? No, because I haven't fucking played Same. it. Same. Like, I haven't played it either. Oh, I can't wait God. to play it. Yeah. You guys. I would high-five you, but we're both holding yeah, Undertale. Okay, yeah, I'm sure. also slap your knee. super, super, super wait, pumped for Allegra, Undertale. Have you not also? Have you played No, Allegra I love has. Undertale. I love Undertale so much. What did you so play much. on? I played it on PC. Oh. So I'm like normal so people. curious as to how it's going because I'm not going to spoil anything. But the things that Undertale does very late in the game are so platform specific, like yeah. very like desktop specific. I have no idea how that's going. To Spoiler work. alert. Stop. You're scaring me. You're I'm scaring us both. It and- just does a lot of things that are like very meta and cool. And I don't know how they'll do them on PlayStation. And I'm, I'm like excited. Ashley and I are currently staring deeply and <laughs> intensely into each other's eyes. 
That kind of reminds me, I guess, of Tearaway when that came from the PS Vita to the PS4. Mm. They actually remade a substantial portion of that game, not just to um, change the controls from the um, touchpad on the back of the Vita to the touchpad in the center of the DualShock 4, but also actually screaming silently. But also, I mean, there's like a huge central plot point that changes in the middle of that game. I'm not going to spoil what it is, but they they made huge changes to change I platforms. I only you gotta. I played it on Vita. Is it? I'm sorry. I played it on Vita only. <laughs> it's often that I get things it's shoved really back good. in my face. It's um, really good. So to set the scene for y'all at home, Pat, our producer, just leaned across the desk and shoved the mic closer to Chelsea's mouth. Right in Chelsea's mouth. I rotated it. I had to rotate the mic 180 degrees to get it pointed at her face. <laughs> he shoved it directly into her mouth and she she choked. That's what she uh, said. That's wow, what, I'm sorry. That okay, was speaking of mouth, though, wait, I really want wait, Ashley to talk about what she wait, was silently saying. No, no, I remembered, besides my hesitant Assassin's Creed uh, <laughs> thing, um, how could I fucking forget, you idiot, Ashley, yes, the motherfucking Kirby and Yoshi <laughs> game. As someone who is the biggest, biggest fan of Yoshi's Woolly World to the point where the first time I played it, it was so cute that, uh, oh wait, no, it was compounded by the fact that my roommate brought in all of the Yarn Yoshi amiibos, including the the mega Yarn Yoshi. (gasps) She brought them all in while I was playing it for the first time, obviously drunk. And (laughs) obviously I just like, it was so cute. I couldn't take it. I think I started crying. (laughs) And every time I, like, kind of finish a level in Yoshi's Woolly World, like, he'll, like, jump through the hoop, and there'll be that little noise, and then, like, there'll be all this confetti, and then he's gonna, he, like, little punches his little arm in the air, and goes, Ah! Yoshi is so good. Yoshi is a good fucking boy, and this time he's more than yarn. He's cardboard. You can flip it around. Also... (laughs) Kirby, <laughs> motherfucking Kirby, Kirby, my favorite little boar thing. He's pink fa- boar. Of thing. all the boar things, Kirby is your. Favorite. He's the boar master. Oh, but did you, he has new, Kirby can turn into a curling thing, curling stone. Yeah, and he can brainwash. He can shadow of mortar dominate his enemies. Wait, so are you actually a Kirby fan? Because I'm a huge Kirby are fan. You fucking kidding! I'm a huge Kirby fan. How long have we known each other? Clearly not long Clearly enough not that long I have to enough. ask this no, question. I... Maybe this is a family podcast, but I fucking love Kirby. <laughs> I uh, don't think it's a family I, podcast. I don't think Helix think would agree. We, uh, yeah, <laughs> we were really. Uh... Oh, we're not talking about Helix. I'm again. so Through pumped that for possibility Kirby. Out the window it looks so good. I don't have a Nintendo Switch, but as soon as I saw that announced, obviously Super Mario Odyssey, which we will talk about later, but that and then Yoshi just sealed the deal. It's like, well, I just I have to buy a Switch now. Mm. I don't know how. Aren't they kind of limited in stock now? Yeah, go to the E3 show floor. How do I buy a Switch? I just go to Nintendo. Go to Polygon.com. Nintendo. How do I buy how one? How do I purchase a machine of yours called the Switch? <laughs> I thought Nick said that there were some on the show floor. I'm going to have to do some digging. It did look like they might be. but like selling um, them? They're Pat's not. Shaking Pat's head. shaking his no, head. Did you check? I'm sorry. I think it's called BestBuy.com. I will help you later. It's called Best Buy. Best Buy. Hey, let's take a minute to talk about our first sponsor, ZipRecruiter. 
So one thing that I have learned from not being on the hiring team at Polygon.com is that hiring people is really freaking hard. Everyone who works in hiring works super hard and they have to, they, it, it's a very difficult process going through all these applications to find the best person. So if you're hiring, you probably want to post your job where you can find the best candidates. And uh, there's a really great way to do that. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. And then the powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. And that's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you, doesn't depend on like you putting out tweets and Facebook posts to all the right people. ZipRecruiter finds your candidates for you. And in fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. So no juggling emails or calls to your office. You just screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. You can find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified candidates with immediate results. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Polygon. Post those job ads. Get those candidates rolling in. That's right, ZipRecruiter.com slash Polygon. One more time. I'm going to spell it out for you. Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash Polygon. Thanks so much, ZipRecruiter, for sponsoring the Polygon Show. Okay, uh, my oh, I already said my biggest announcement. I guess that brings us to let's talk about what games we played this week and what were our favorites, maybe our best surprises. Um, for me, I guess one of the ones that I was really excited about and then also really enjoyed was Skull and Bones, uh, which was announced during Ubisoft's press conference. And this is basically a uh, a pirate game sailing on a big beautiful ship in the age of piracy it's kind of a spin-off of the naval combat from assassin's creed black flag um it was super fucking fun i played a 5v5 pvp mode with our, our darling uh co-worker charlie hall um it was it was super duper fun i've never really played a naval game before um like that, it, it's a totally different style of combat than any other kind of combat because it's so ponderous in a way because you're fucking sailing. You're in a big ass boat. Ashley took issue with your use of the word ponderous. Ponderous. No, I, no, I pulled no, out no, a big no, one there. Chelsea she literally looked turning, at me in the eyes. No, it's because she's charting. What is going on over there? Okay. <laughs> I just remembered the Facebook comments from Pat and Charlie's stream yesterday when they oh. said, Charlie looks like he's shaped by like a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie is shaped like a friend. I know. I just like for some. I'm very tired. It made me die. And that's why I'm down. You're like crying pain. right now. Chelsea zoned out as soon as you said our darling coworker Charlie Hall. She did not care about a <laughs> single word you said past that. She's just like oh, talking Charlie, about naval comment. No one gives like a, a fuck. <laughs> Literally crying, laughing now. Those boats are shaped like <laughs> war machine. Shape like a gingerbread man shape. I don't know. That is literally what our Facebook commenter said. So it's Kirby, knows? isn't it Kirby? Kirby. No, 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 no. Kirby. Charlie no, is Kirby's not shaped like Kirby. No, Kirby <laughs> is his own. I thought that that's oh, what the reference a was. Perfect little baby. Oh man. Me too. I'm googling this. 
I love him so much. So Somebody else talk about the their wall. favorite game while I fucking <laughs> I love him. I'm angry. Anyway. Right. I'm so sorry to hijack your skull and no, Nate's combat. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It was fun and I want to sail the... Uh, the, the reason I'm talking the staggered way is because I'm fucking Googling shaped like a friend to find out what it's a reference to because I'm almost sure it's Kirby. <laughs> okay. While Simone's Googling, I want to talk about an experience I had with Simone. Um, sort of. Sort of had with Simone. We had an a shared experience. Kirby is shaped like a friend. Triple Q. Knowyourmeme.com. <gasps> Interesting. Oh, no. That's Wait, not nice to Charlie Hall. It is nice because he's Kirby. shaped Kirby like a friend. So cute, it's yeah. damage. They're not saying he's shaped like Kirby. Oh. Just that he's shaped like a friend, like Kirby is. Like Kirby is shaped like a friend. So both Charlie and Kirby are shaped like friends. That does not mean that Charlie and Kirby are shaped similar. That's true. Yeah, friends come in many shapes and sizes. Yes, Yes, (laughs) they really do. Why are you looking at Ashley when you say that? (laughs) I was about to say, this sounds like PBS, but no, it's fucking the judge zone. (laughs) What are you looking at me for? Anyway, I've done nothing um, wrong. Anyway, we're going. Anyway, so an experience so. I had with my friend Simone, um, we both played Detroit Become Human this week at the Sony oh, yeah, booth, which, as you guys may remember from last week, has the best food in the entirety of E3. I visited multiple times just to kind of be like, oh, do you guys have any games available for me to play? And then they were like, sure. And I was like, and then I sat on the floor and just ate nuts. And it was great. Allegra will now... <laughs> henceforth be uninvited from every single press booth at every e3 okay, so i always do play a game but primarily i'm there for the nuts thank you so what did you do play detroit like five fucking times they only have like four games i'm gonna in that play booth. it again tomorrow because i wanted the nuts but anyway so nuts. i played detroit today and simone and i simone can speak to this fantastic so i'm a huge heavy rain fan and i know that's a very polarizing game but i'm a film nerd as people who have watched my stream let's play the baseball game probably know so i'm a film nerd so i love sort of games that like tread into more cinematic territory and i feel like david cage does that in a really fun interesting way um and simone and i went to a demo a hands-off demo and we were both kind of like not super enthused the writing wasn't great simone described it as trite which i completely agree with and heavy-handed and heavy-handed and i think watching those kinds of games it just feels like you said this really well it feels like watching a not very good movie but when you're playing it it feels like okay this is a really awesome game and it's just really cool to actually like have the narrative impact like basically you know if you don't push the control stick all the way you can screw up and there's a lot of different options to choose when you're talking to characters so that really has an impact on the narrative Mm so it was like a 20 minute demo of a scene where you're playing as this one android who works for like the humans he's sort of a bad android in that sense because this is a game about android rebellion and you're supposed to sort of investigate this crime scene where another android is trying to hurt this little girl and it's just like so it's so fascinating because there's so many different things to explore there's so many different ways that the scene can go there's like gauges that show up to show your performance Mm -hmm. it felt really that percentage meter Mm, yeah fucked me up so it's a hostage situation uh like i think allegra said and you're always conscious of the percentage of the possibility of your freeing the hostage, who is a little girl, or uh, fucking everything up and having her die. And when I walked into that scene, I asked the police, you can ask the police officer a couple questions. And I did not ask uh, good questions, I guess, because my percentage immediately just started plummeting. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I was so 
like you you really don't want to mess up in that situation and it really gets you into this it gets you invested in that um in that scene yeah definitely um and there was like that the percentage going up and then there was also the reconstruction element that was so fun which that, was really cool yeah that portion of the game made me appreciate the demo that we saw a lot more yeah uh, do you want to explain the reconstruction since i did in our video that went up today on youtube.com <laughs> um yeah so basically in this specific scene you're playing as an android named connor and he's a sort of police android he's a very hot police android we met the actor who does the performance capture simone is very very into him don't say that very <laughs> bryson decker if you're listening hit simone up um he's very hot so anyway uh (laughs) basically you're sort of investigating this crime scene and to do that to get the full scope of the situation you can go hover above like certain victims or certain areas of the crime scene and then figure out what happened to bring them to to that point so reconstruction so if there's someone lying on the floor bleeding you can figure out like you can inspect their specific wounds and sort of see like oh how did they end up on the floor like this which was really cool it was really cool to sort of see in like these wire frames like it, it combines like a sort of flashback cinematic sort of thing but also it's very gamey because you can misread the gauge basically mm-hmm. you can like screw up and not actually like time it correctly or like if you're looking at the wrong angle um there might be say there's a character who got shot and he was holding an object in his hand and the object flew away if you are not looking at the right angle you won't see that object and you won't be able to uh, pinpoint it as a clue so you kind of have to circle around the entire scene and playing that made me understand what we saw in the demo behind closed doors which we did not get to play which is where jesse williams's character marcus is plotting out his moves there's a point where he's trying to take down a police drone and you kind of have to examine the environment and calculate at what what point you should climb up and what point you should jump to take down this drone and that i guess is it didn't look that compelling to me when I watched it, but now understanding what the gameplay is behind that, I'm like, oh yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Ashley, did you talk about your best played game yet? I haven't. Um, so I got to try Moss VR. Which <gasps> what? That adorable mouse game. You that got everyone's to try talking. it? <laughs> I did. God, I should, please cut that out. Um, anyway, so I did. Uh, I was looking re- like forward to it and I wasn't a hundred percent sure what to expect because you know, the trailer is pretty short. It's very cinematic, very cute. Um, I sat down and actually, so I'm still doing a write up on this, but um, I think the first thing I have to say about that is that that like polyarch who, you know, is making the game a hundred percent really understands what VR games should be and how VR as a medium should work like what its strengths are essentially. So what I mean by that is that it's not um, like a first person thing, like you're not the mouse and it's not totally third person. Like you're not hands off either. It's basically the mouse who's named is Quill. She knows that you're there. Like you're this sort of, Oh my God, she's your friend. She is your friend and your fucking ally. And you work together to solve these puzzles. And she is, fucking adorable you go there and like the cool thing is you can even though you're kind of this unseen force you know she knows you're there you can interact with pretty much anything in your environment like you can so splash you're not water. controlling her you're like no you touching. are controlling her. okay you're controlling, you're controlling her, her and-, and you're doing your own stuff too sometimes so you kind of work together 
Um, and the animation is beautiful. Sound design, amazing. Just everything about the game is so fucking gorgeous. And like, I just really like puzzle games. It's a puzzle game, but it mixes platforming elements. It has some action elements. So there's some combat. Um, and I think my favorite thing that I've realized about that game is you go into a chamber, you, you're solving some puzzles, right? You go to the next chamber. And so what you can do is when you're in that next chamber, you can lean forward and tilt your head to the side and see the room where you were in before. What? And as I was talking, uh, to people on the team, like that is apparently, like a potential mechanic in future puzzles where you will have to like look nice. somewhere else and look back and like continue. So it's like, it's super immersive and it does so well in that like, it never takes you out of like mm-hmm. knowing that you're in VR, that you're playing a game and you're not like super disconnected from it either. So it like, there are things in the game that kind of force you to sort of move around and then, kind of break you from that stiff like upright or in my case slouching position (laughs) all the time and so like okay but but most most important thing you can pet the mouse yes you can pet her yes and like there are like these very subtle vibrations and like you can see her kind of just like leaning into the pets and smiling and there are this like there's this mechanism where like oh so if she's standing or she's in battle you can actually feel her heartbeat. What the fuck? Like with the controller. What the fuck? And like if you're in battle or she's hurt, like the heartbeat will increase when she's calm, like it'll oh, slow down. So like this is too you are intense. very connected to her and like this does such a good job in like putting you in this different world. But also just like all of the I just feel like they take advantage of all these things that VR has to offer that a lot of games I've seen so far don't do at mm-hmm. all. And for me, like I walked away and I was like, this is everything a VR game should be in. Like, I'm not a huge VR person. I actually don't own a VR system. So would Here's, this make mm. you buy a headset? I mean, kind of. She's got to be with it's her mouse also, friend. God. Um, it's also on PSVR, which for me personally, as someone who wears glasses, is that is the most comfortable headset. I have never had any problems with it. It is fantastic. It is so much better for it glasses. It is so Very good nice. for glasses. What so, I want to know about Moss is how the fuck is it not Redwall? Oh, have God. they confirmed this? Because well, so, I still refuse I mean, to believe I, it. Yeah, I mean, I, I brought that up. I brought up Mouse Guard and they were like, well, you know, and basically, I don't think that that's what they were, mm. you know, kind of getting it from. And you know what? I, I don't even care. Um, I know. I know. I don't care either. It looks fucking so fucking cute. awesome. I think thing that they never brought up in the trailer, which I'm sure they want to, you know, have players explore is that um in the beginning, it's not just like, oh, hey, you're in this mouse world. It's like you are in, it starts, it, you're in this library, this really old, beautiful library, and you're going into the these books. library at Redwall Abbey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Sorry. essentially, you go in and you have the power to change these things. And so, like, it's kind of good. You don't feel like you have to stick around for a long time because each chamber is essentially like one chapter that's in really a book. cool and when you're done with that like you the the screen kind of fades and you hear this page turning Aww, and this okay just, um, saving mechanism fucking awesome and adorable basically like bookmarks in a page and you just pick up where you left off in that book that's super clever oh and i want to i'm gonna try to play I that tomorrow speak highly enough about this game like i knew it was adorable and cute and then i played it and i took off the headset and like i wanted to and be you got right a, back a polite line. person but in my head i was like holy 
fucking shit, this game. And then you got a really cute figure out of it. And then I did get a very cute figure out of it. Which Fuck off. Unpacked. Show that to me. Oh, my God. After we're done. After. Chelsea, what was your favorite game that you played? Oh, man. I played I played three different Nintendo or Nintendo adjacent things. So should I talk about Super Mario or Metroid? Mario. Yeah, let's just talk about Mario. Super Mario Odyssey. I played like 30 minutes of it. So, yeah, I, I feel very comfortable with my small sliver of knowledge of that game because holy crap there's so much to do in every single world like so there each uh super mario odyssey is going to have several kingdoms that you have to travel to with your cool airship which is named the odyssey um and in each kingdom everything is very different everything looks very different like it it's all like these crazy like kind of incongruous game ideas all shoved together and it looks really cool uh so you know you travel to new donk city in the metro kingdom and you encounter people and it's so crazy and it's like but uh i think the best thing and the thing that's most important to talk about is your hat cappy which allows you to capture things capture uh enemies and and basically also like capture objects and like harness their abilities so you can capture anything from like the chain chomp and use it to smash down a wall and you can capture that i don't even know what it's called but it's like a little stone golem thing and he's got magical sunglasses and you can use him to like see different things around the world like it's just like every everything you capture you can even capture like i don't know what the name of these things are but like the the monoculars you see on the piers of like tourist destinations. Oh yeah. I have no idea what those are called. I don't know what those are called, but you can <laughs> capture them. And that's the mechanic for like looking around the world and getting a, a, like a bird's eye view of everything and zooming in and out. And you're just like, this is so cool. Like you can jump on the end of a pencil and capture that and use it to shoot Mario up to the top of a that's building. That's one of those games where I like have no idea because what we've seen so far is so sandboxy. It's incredibly sandboxy. And I have no idea, I guess what the overarching, gameplay will look like that carries you like for like platforming would be in a traditional Mario game or like but beating levels. Like I, I haven't seen that from it yet. And I'm interested to see what that looks like, but I think it's so interesting that they made the sandboxy Mario game. Yeah. And what they said was the biggest challenge. I spoke to the producer and the director of the game. They said the biggest challenge was basically they wanted to make this kind of open where you don't necessarily like you collect, uh, moons to like power your ship and, uh, like go farther but you don't actually necessarily have to capture the story ones right away so it's not like about beating a level it's more about discovery and finding things it feels kind of like breath of the wild in that way it's like follow your heart go where you're interested and and if you see a cool thing you better go investigate it i said this yesterday but i think it's so fucking funny how nintendo is like oh an open world thing let's try it and then they knock out a home run on their first Big That's open world, and now it's Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, they're like, oh, that looks that looks cool. What if we do it really, really well? Yeah, yeah. <gasps> like it takes Nintendo years to do a thing, but when they do the thing, it's the best. It, it runs of a risk because they're either too late or they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Well, let's move on to some emails from our listeners. We got so many goddamn emails, y'all. Which Thank is you, really, cool. everyone who like emailed us. Oh my gosh, you guys are amazing. It's super exciting. So this first one is from Adam Worth. Uh, one, what will the next Xbox be called? Two, did we get all the good games for two twenty two thousand seventeen already? Seems like everything Nito Burrito is coming in twenty eighteen. 
Uh, I'll answer part two first. I think that's kind of fucking true because we got Persona 5. We got Horizon Zero Dawn. We got Resident Evil 7. We got like all these really Nito Burrito games. Yeah. Can we just... Except Wolfenstein. Investigate Nito Burrito. No. Nito Burrito is something that I'm saying now forever. (laughs) So Wolfenstein is coming out in 20... Wolfenstein is coming out this year. Am I right about that or wrong about that? Wolfenstein is coming coming out out this year. It's Assassin's Creed, Wolfenstein, and Mario on the same day. So the answer is, oh my God, no, we have not gotten all the Nito Burrito games for 2017 yet. Chill out, man. Uh, I mean, there's, there's, there's gonna be a lot of like i don't know how people feel about destiny but destiny 2 looks really interesting yeah you know, I like don't, uh, how do people feel about destiny how is it possible i i how is it possible how can you have a destiny and then go destiny again i'm sorry i do i love watching people play destiny. i liked i i really wanted to like destiny because all the shooting felt good but all the grinding felt awful so yeah it's so beautiful though but it is beautiful and i feel like it has one of the cleanest and most efficient uis i've ever seen are you pumped for destiny too because you like destiny a lot i i'm as i said in my intro email to polygon i am a reformed destiny addict we cannot I'm ask Ashley not about Destiny. going back there again, but let's be real. I probably will. I remember yeah. your story early on in Polygon when you were saying you had never played Destiny with anyone before. Wow. Okay. That was so, so depressing. Uh, all right. I guess we're just putting it out there, this piece of extremely personal information. Yes. Okay. I spent like hundreds of hours in Destiny and I never played with anyone. I soloed it all. Okay. I had no other friends who were playing Destiny on PS4. I wonder why that was. Do I? Do I? I Maybe not Allegra because she did just be Yeah, because she's literally laughing at me for playing Destiny. Also, I don't like Destiny. All right, let's move to question one. Let's move to... Yeah, let's move to the question one. What will the next Xbox be called? The 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 question is begging for me to say next box, and I'm angry about that. I don't like... I don't like being forced into this pun. Wait, did mean, I think did they mean the Xbox like the Xbox One X that was just announced or do you no mean no the, this is oh, this like is a the very follow up the, oh, next, the gen. next one oh. oh so we have the Xbox One and the Xbox One S and then we have the Xbox One X which was just announced this week so what is the logical follow I mean I'm still sticking by triple Xbox yeah I think we can all agree on that that's one hundred percent all right. Uh, this one from Ross Llewellyn. How is your experience with E3 so far? De- how hat? How is? <laughs> how is your experience with E3 so far deferred from previous ones, especially with it being open to the public? Are E3 newbies missing out from the days of a less packed show floor? Uh, there are three questions here, but we'll start with that one since it's kind of a meaty one. So, Chelsea, I think you've been to more E3s than five. Yeah, but the rest five. of us. Um, hit me up, dude. It's it's really rough. There's just like there's no space on the show floor, and I feel like I feel fat, bad for the fans too. I I was not opposed to uh, E3 being open up in in principle because I want more people to play games, but this was just like we sold some tickets. We didn't actually plan for this shit because. There's no space on the show floor. You can't go out and like see any games that you want to see because there's literally lines for everything. You can't even just walk through the show floor because you're like, hi, I'm a sardine. And now I'm like visually becoming a sardine, which is not like a good look hi, for a podcast. I'm a sardine. <laughs> I am a fish. How but I, I like, I just was so mad that I can't like, you can't get to anything on time because it takes 20 minutes to get through a crowd of people. And I, it's probably awful for fans because uh, they're waiting five hours in line to play games. I've seen a commentary about that on Twitter. Like 
the tickets were super expensive and you're waiting in huge freaking lines. Um, and the booths at E3 are big, like booths at PAX used to be before developers got dingy and boring and don't make big, cool fucking booths anymore that are like cities. Like Nintendo's New Donk City. They literally built New Donk City. It's fucking awesome. Um, and But that, at the same time, that those kind of booths don't really contribute uh, to things being easy to navigate. So it, it's interesting. Um, uh, how do you keep going after long and draining days? Go to the um, Sony booth and have a lot honestly, of Honestly, I don't fuck. I, I go to bed. <laughs> I mean, we, I'll, I'll try to have some coffee, but uh, at some we've point, been having, I can only do so much. You know, we, have a, we have an Airbnb, so we've been kind of chilling in our house and uh, enjoying each other's company while we work on articles. And that's really nice to just kind of be around. I love being around people who are working while I'm working. It makes me feel really good. Uh, so we've been chilling in our Airbnb and just kind of trucking through all the news and all the videos and stuff and then going to sleep. And here, here's a, here's an unfortunate thing is that there are two ladies in this house, me and Tara Long, and somehow that has equated to us both getting, uh, queen size beds all to ourselves. And I feel really bad because like some of the guys are crammed in twin beds, like three to a room. And I'm here in my literal palace of a bedroom. This um, is sleeping a palatial like a baby. room that we were recording in. Yeah, it's ridiculous. There should be five people in here. Anyway, um, Ross continues. I'm excited about this show. It's really fun. It has just the right amount of Helix hate. Thank you. We haven't uh, dissed on Helix or dunked on Helix yet this this episode so mm, frankly we got to get on that uh next one from allison lamana hello ladies long time listener first time emailer what we've only had one episode how long have you been stalking me allison <laughs> been with this podcast since episode one Woo! thanks with that here's a couple of questions for e3 um have any games that you didn't expect to like piqued your interest chelsea oh my gosh I played Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. The, I, the combo that no one saw coming. No one saw coming. And I like with those art assets leaked. I was like, oh, God, Rabbids, why? But that game is XCOM light. And I mean, like only light. It's like an incredible, cool tactics game. And like all the characters do really interesting things. And then you follow a little Roomba around when you're exploring the world. His name is Beepo. I it love that. It sounds so fun. It looks so fun. It's fun in the like the 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 combat things are all satisfying the maps you play in are cool and like the the monsters you're fighting are like really cool i just am like oh i was so into this i'm gonna play the hell out of it on switch all right name one game from e3 you wish you could take home to play with you today ashley go Ooh, donut county fuck yeah oh my god ashley and i both played donut county by ben esposito today so good so it's good the same guy who made tattletale yes he made tattletale he made a bunch of other stuff he worked on uh what remains of edith finch uh he has a very wide variety of games that he's made and this is one where you play as a hole in the ground yeah, basically. It's so it's it's like the opposite of Katamari. So instead of building on things, you're basically this hole that like you'll you'll basically suck in as a hole. Huh. Uh anyway. Um please cut this out. Um you'll you'll I suck said in these the things, word swallowed into then, the earth so many times I know, when I was but filming I did my impression. Such a piece. force of like, huh, yes, I made a whole joke. Oh my god, so funny. It's um, the whole thing. Oh, I think I actually stole that pun from Ben Esposito. I mean, he, 
he said it today and I was like, hey, and I don't think he meant to make that pun, oh, but I, I called him on well, it and now I'm embarrassed and I have to go into so, the earth. So the more things you swallow as that hole, like the bigger the hole gets. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's a metaphor. I mean, it's it's a very cute but like very weird kind of quirky game. And I really liked that a lot. Uh, I, I don't really want to spoil a ton about it. Also, there's like nothing much to say, you know, holes. But uh, in the very beginning, there is a raccoon on a Vespa and there's a bunch of donuts on in the back seat. And eventually you got to swallow up that whole thing. But I was like, okay, there's a raccoon. Check. There's donuts. Check. It's operating a motor vehicle. Check. Are you saying Swallow that for the hole? first time you have appeared in a video game? I have. And I got swallowed by the hole. I like that Story operating a motor vehicle is a core part of your aesthetic. But it's a raccoon operating this vehicle. On a with, Vespa. With these loose donuts. It's not even in a bag. <laughs> They're loose, loose donuts. Fucking donuts. Just sitting there. And the thing is, you can, you can fuck with this Vespa as the hole because as a hole, you can kind of like throw things around with the edges of the hole as you move it around. This poor raccoon getting a beating and it's donuts getting a beating. And I, I, you really I ate it. Uh, Allie adds, P.S. I was drinking, nay enjoying an ice cold can of La Croix as I listened to episode one and I'm prepared to defend its honor. Hashtag justice for La Croix. Hey, it's okay. Meet I'm drinking me it right in now. the pit. Whoa, Allie, I got your back. Allie, I'm, like I'm drinking it right now with vodka. These, okay, if you asked me before this episode, Ashley, how do you feel about La Croix and vodka? I'd be like, fuck no. What about those two things together? Fuck no. But guess what I'm doing? I'm drinking those two things. And guess what? It's, it's, it's not that bad. It's okay. <gasps> A really exciting question from Jamie Moore. Uh, I just listened to the first episode. I'm loving it. My question is, what does your Overwatch main say about you? And is it tied to your Zodiac sign? Oh. For reference, I'm a Scorpio who mains Diva. All the best, oh. Jamie. Um, yes. What What the fuck does that? This is like a, this is a whole episode on its own that I want to like think about yeah. Yeah. and dwell over. So I think we are actually, thank you, Jamie. Uh, tune in next time to hear us talk about our Overwatch mains oh, while no. Allegra cries softly. <laughs> uh, no, ne- no, next week, Allegra is going to play Overwatch. Yeah, give me a week so I can play about, Overwatch. Before we go into that, just really quick, first main that comes to mind because everyone has more than one main. Symmetra. May. Diva. All right. Sombra based on the three times I've ever played. All right. Whatever. Okay. Thanks everyone for listening to the Polygon show. It was great uh, having you again, uh, I guess. I hope that you liked having us in your ear holes. Um, You... If you want to make me happy personally, you should rate us and like us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that's the way that other people find out about the show and then they get to listen to it and then they say, what the fuck did you make me listen to, dude? But then they'll thank you immediately, crying on their knees, weeping profusely about how grateful they are to you for liking and reviewing and rating the show because that's how they found it. And then you like you, you made their, their day. Can we okay. shout out to like the 70 people that rated us? At- wow, yeah. yeah. Seriously. Those 70 Thank people you. are good. Yeah, we we love you all and you're amazing, wonderful. That's humans. a big number, it's honestly. It's a huge it's, number. Yeah, it's for like, podcast reviews. It's 69. Nice. I'm winking. Plus one. More than I was <laughs> expecting. Wow. <Wink>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let me die. 
All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. And this has been The Polygon Show.